hold your head up. Freedom is coming your way today and get the hell out of your life. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. Well, today is a powerful, gripping, nail-biting story from Brandy. Brandy from Texas. Brandy's story is one of courage. I looked up the definition of courage, and it says strength in the face of pain or grief. Well, you're going to hear a young lady's story today that had pain, had grief. Wait till you hear her story. Her name is Brandy Milborn. She's in Texas. And Brandy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. You're in Texas. I'm in Mississippi. And uh, tell the listeners a little bit about Brandy. Okay. Well, um, Brandy Milburn, again, I live in Texas. I am a full-time working single mom and run a nonprofit in my free time. My story is um, at a really young age, um, my parents divorced. Um, I was 10. So that's really the first time I ever really experienced a, a trauma and coming into something like that happening and you thinking it's just a dream and your world kind of falling apart. Um, I didn't grow up with the Lord. So we didn't, I didn't know to pray. I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. And, and that's really when the enemy began um, just planting seed of um, rejection and abandonment and not really understanding what love is and what that looks like. Cause to me, it looks really disposable. My Mother moved about three hours away from my dad and my older brother. So at that point, I kind of became an only child living with a single mom. Um, I wasn't promiscuous growing up at all. Actually, it was the the opposite. I didn't trust men. I didn't like men. So I really didn't date. Um, when I did, I dated in high school. And all of those walls came crashing down with this this one and and then he broke my heart. And at that point, I decided I was going to say who, I was going to say when, I was going to say how. And really, this rebelliousness rose up in me. Um, about two days after I turned 18, I moved out of my mother's house. And that began my downward spiral. Um, I didn't know how to make a good choice. I didn't know how to process um, decision-making at all. Um, landed myself in a severely abusive relationship. Um, about a year, year and a half into that relationship, I, I got pregnant and, and I chose abortion. By the grace of God, I, I came out of that relationship, um, but with no self-esteem, no self-worth. At this point, I was completely isolated away from my family. Um, I had no relationship with my dad, um, siblings, really, and I was living this crazy lifestyle, I began working um, in the strip club industry. That became my lifestyle. I literally put a price on my value and my worth. I mean, that, Wow. like I said, that was my lifestyle. Before the divorce, 
what was life like for for little Brandy? Were you the typical girl that, you know, played with the little Barbie dolls and went to pageants or did the little things that little girls do in the neighborhood? No, we um, we actually lived in the country. So we had we had farm animals. We had chickens and pigs and horses and dogs and cats. I was usually outside running through a pasture playing hide and go seek in the woods with my brother. We had just a very outdoorsy. Before the divorce, how was your relationship with your parents? Could you go to them and talk to them about anything? Um, no, we were all kind of really emotionally detached. Now, looking back, I can see that. I think at that time, being the little girl and 10 years old, what you have, you think is normal. You don't think, you just don't think that what you have is outside of the box or it's not normal. So it was completely normal for me. Now, looking back, um, there wasn't a lot of emotional relationship. There wasn't a whole lot of nurturing. And we did things, but like I said, there was just no, there was no emotional relationships. After the divorce, uh, what was your life like during that time? I lived in the country. And um, so I was, I was totally used to that kind of an atmosphere. And when my mother moved, we moved to Irving, Texas. So it was culture shock for me. Um, and then she was a working single mom. So we lived in an apartment complex. So then my life goes to being in a town where, I mean, a big city that I didn't, I didn't know anybody. And so I was having to, and I'm introverted. So introverts just don't go out and meet people. Um, so I was very secluded, very isolated, um, And then the few friends that I did find in the apartment complex, they just weren't real great examples. So, I mean, that was it. Like, it was just a complete culture shock for me. Listeners, I'm visiting with Brandy Milburn of Texas. Brandy's story is an incredible story. A young girl that experienced loneliness when her parents divorced when she was only 10 years old. But Brandy, I've got to ask you, you're in an abusive relationship with a man why did you stay with him when he was being abusive? Um, that's a really common question. Um, by the time, I will say the enemy had already started mentally beating me up. And like I said, planting those seeds and just confirming them. So when I would, you know, look for those things, he would confirm the negative about me. So by the time someone actually throws the first punch, you absolutely believe that this is what you deserve. And that's where it was, is I, I didn't feel like I deserved anything better than that. I didn't. What would make you, what would make you think, and you can, I don't mean to interrupt. What would make you think though you deserved to be abused? Just when you have no self-esteem or no self-worth. And like I said, the the distance between, you know, my dad and my brother and my dad living his life three hours away there wasn't really any connection. The visitation was hit or miss. Um, there was no emotional. So I had already picked up. I'm, I'm not worthy and I'm not loved. And I didn't know what pursuit looked like, um, from a father. And, and so I just had no self-worth, no value that I didn't feel like I deserved anything better. It was just, it was a mental, And then when I started making the decisions that I made, like having an abortion, I mean, I didn't tell anybody about that. I was carrying that solely all by myself. After you had that 
abortion because eventually you broke up with this gentleman that kind of forced you uh, to have an abortion. So he goes away and all of a sudden, Brandy, you're all alone. So during that time after the abortion and alone, you had to be in a very vulnerable state. Mm -hmm. And I escaped that with a strip club. So as sick as it sounds, um, you could go to a strip club and men would give you money because they thought you were pretty. And so at that point, I was literally putting a price on my value and my worth. The more money they give you and the more gentlemen that want you, the more it just reinforces, I am pretty. I am wanted. Look at these men are giving me money because I'm beautiful. Is that what goes through your mind? It's what went through mine. This was affirmation that I didn't get anywhere else, but I got there. That's amazing. That's amazing. Listeners, as I said, what courage for this young lady, Brandy, to share her story. But this story is for somebody out there listening because there's nothing worse in life when you don't think you're worth anything. So before there was a transformation in your life, Brandy, you really had no self-esteem, no self-worth. I bet you had a hard time even looking at yourself in the mirror. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I escaped with drugs and alcohol, so I really didn't have to be alone with me for very long. Boy, Brandy, as you tell that story, my heart just breaks for what you are going through. And uh, listeners, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I want to hear, just like I know you want to hear, what was the transformation point in her life? Because today, Brandy is a beautiful young lady that is doing an awesome thing in God's kingdom. Does God speak to us today? If so, what does he sound like? Thundering roars? Crashing waves? A booming megaphone? Maybe sometimes, but maybe it's not quite as Hollywood dramatic as all that. Maybe it's a little more simple. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. In the midst of all the noise and questions, God is speaking and we can hear his voice. We just need to learn to recognize it. So what does he sound like? He sounds like love, like reconciliation, like kindness, wisdom, hope, truth. Do you know those sounds? Then maybe you hear his voice more often than you think. Maybe you're being led by him more than you realize. Maybe God is speaking to you and you actually are listening. You just didn't know it. Welcome back, listeners, and I am talking with Brandy Milburn today, and Brandy's story is one of that she is sending SOS messages to God through her loneliness, through her lack of self-worth, her lack of self-esteem, and I just have to believe, Brandy, that something was beginning to stir inside of you that was seeking a change. Uh, anything like that uh, starting to happen in your life at this point of your story? 
Um, I don't know that I was necessarily seeking the change, but um, I had a roommate at the time. And, you know, when I didn't have dinner or whatever, her parents would cook for me and I would go to their house. And so I had a relationship with her dad and stepmom. And um, one day I was headed out to go work at the club and he showed up at my front door and told me that the Lord told him to turn around to come share his testimony with me. And he did. He came in and told me how he himself had devalued women and, and started speaking to me about my worth and my value and invited me to go to church. And um, they were doing a revival for the next three weeks. And he left and I went to the club and I sat in the parking lot. And the longer I sat there, the the more I just had this ugh in my stomach, like you can't go in, you can't go in. And and I didn't. I went to that revival um, that night and I sat in a church and and I remember sitting there and there was a presence there that I had never felt before. And I wanted I didn't know what was going on. It was pretty radical. Um, and I just sat and I just watched and I observed that that presence there was so strong that night that I never went back to the strip club again. Um, I went to that revival every single night for three weeks. Uh, that's amazing. But you said something there I just want to touch on just for a minute, because it okay. is so important for people to hear this. You had a roommate. Now, was she a stripper? No. Oh, she no. was. Oh, she, she was. At a shoe store. So but her dad must have known you were a stripper because he wanted to share his testimony. Right. Uh, he did. I think he did. Um. We never really had the conversation, but I'm sure he realized. Well, the point I'm making, and I need somebody to hear this, that this man who felt led by God and knew most likely your occupation invited you to his house, didn't judge you, had dinner because he saw something in you, your potential, something that you hadn't seen yet. And then at the right time, he let God lead him to you. And I say that, that sometimes Christians, we need to make sure that we don't start looking at people and judging them. Why not begin a relationship and start having a conversation with people? Because I think sometimes Christians can kind of get on that judgment seat, if you know what I mean. I do. Wow. Wow. And uh, and then you didn't go back to the strip club. So so I guess you're going to tell us now that then life started changing because you had met God. No, <laughs> no. no. You, you mean there's more to this story? <laughs> yes. Wow. So what happened after you le- uh, left the church after three weeks of the revival and no more strip club? I got a job that paid regular hours and the owner there was, she knew where I was coming from. She knew my lifestyle. I would like to say I flipped the switch and I was doing everything I should have been doing. I wasn't. Um, I still partied on Saturday nights, um, went to work during the week. I would go to church on Sunday morning, um, but I was still very much living um, just this crazy lifestyle. I landed myself in another um, really unhealthy relationship. It was with a heroin addict. I got pregnant. Um, this time I got put on bed rest because I was having symptoms of losing the baby. And it's the first time in three weeks that I, I think I picked up a Bible and that I was on bed rest for three weeks. And so I didn't know anything else to do other than lay in bed and 
I read Job. I read all the way through Job. After that three-week time frame of being on bed rest, I went to the doctor, and they told me I had lost the baby. Oh, and at goodness. that point, I, I felt like God was punishing me because I had had an abortion. I, I quit going to church for a few weeks after that just because I was really distraught. I was really angry. The relationship with the heroin addict, it, it ended. Um, he had really relapsed. And there was one morning I had woke up about two in the morning and I, now I know it was the Lord, but I just had this popcorn thought of check the bathroom trash can. And I went to the bathroom, checked the trash can and dug to the bottom and there were needles, syringes. Realizing he wasn't there, I went to look for my car. My car was gone. My ATM card was gone. So he had not only stolen my car, he had taken my card and overdrew my account by thousands of dollars. And about a week after that, I found out that I was pregnant again. And it was it was at that point that I looked around. I didn't have rent money. I wasn't going to go back to the club. And I made a, I mean, I just fell on my face and, and I just cried out to God. I said, I don't know if you're really real, but if you are, um, I will know you and I will make sure that this baby knows you. If I didn't, if you just let me keep this baby, I didn't want to go through any more loss. I still hadn't grieved having an abortion and I was having to feel every bit of, you know, being pregnant and losing that out of my control. And, and so being pregnant with this baby, I, that was my turnaround. I just wanted to be able to have that baby. And I, I begged, I bargained with God, but I didn't stop chasing after him from that day forward. Now, how, that's really when I turned it around. How old were you at this time? I was 22. So 22, the, mm-hmm. this, the hell that you've went through, you really compacted a lot of hell in your life up to the age 22, up to the point to where you fell on your face. You just said, I can't do this anymore. There's something in that transparency. You became transparent and God showed up in your life. And from what I read in your story, he's never left. Is that true? That's true. Um, I found a place, you know, several years into my walk and and inner healing. I went through a a really intense inner healing process um, when my little girl was first born, I went to some ministry leaders and just told them that I was sick and tired of me, that I wanted to be different. And that's really when I started walking through the inner healing and, and getting free from the abortion and forgiveness and grieving and, and all of the abuse and all of that. And, and, um, several years into that, I just found myself in this place of contentment. Um, I was a mom, I was married, I was, I was doing all of these things that it was just content. And in 2012, um, my little brother was killed in a car accident. And it was in his passing. I mean, I really kind of spiraled in that, too. I just couldn't understand how somebody so good had to leave us. Mm. And um, But it was in losing him that the Lord... I began praying. I changed my prayers and and began calling out to God, going, I don't want to leave this place without walking out my purpose. That's and it. the Lord began showing me that just that everybody that's here is literally him breathing life into their lungs. And we all have a purpose. And I didn't want to leave here without mine. So he began opening up doors after that um, to ministry for single moms. 
What what an incredible, incredible story. Listeners, Brandy. Brandy, somebody out there listening right now is saying, oh my God, that young lady is speaking my language. They have no self-worth. They're in an abusive relationship. They've had things that they've done in their life that they've never told anyone. And they most of uh, most likely think that God just hates them. So they don't even look at God. You've got the microphone. You can talk to that person, that lady, that man right now. What would you tell them? I'll tell you, just like God has spoke to me over and over again, that there is nobody that will pursue you like God. Um, there's nobody that wants to spend time with you like God. There's there's nobody that thinks you're more beautiful than God. Um, and he is real and genuine, and you don't have to show up and look a certain way. You don't have to perform. Um, grace is really real. And if you just surrender and invite him in to all of those things, he will show up. He will not ever quit pursuing you. Beautiful words, Brandy. Brandy, let me just first say that your story of what you went through and that it just broke my heart. Nobody should have to go through that kind of hell. But the good news, there is good news. The good news is that God is now showing you your purpose and you have a mission. Now you want to help other women who might feel like you used to feel and you want to help them with a life of purpose. What is the name of your nonprofit and how can people find out more information about you and your nonprofit? Um, nonprofit is Lighthouse Acres Ministries, um, LLC, and you'll find it just like that on Facebook. Um, our website is lighthouseacres.com. It is under construction right now. Our mission is to provide a home for for women who are experiencing unplanned pregnancies. I was gracious enough to have a mama who let me come home, but not everybody has that. And so we are actually currently looking for land and land donations. Um, to, to start building. And so, but right now we're doing ministry within the community with single moms. And so, yeah. Well, you are a blessing, Brandy. And, and Brandy, what made you want to share your story with literally thousands, maybe millions of people around the world? Number one, I, I know where real change came from. And that was the heart transformation when I invited Jesus into it. And, um, when you look at the world today and all the the crazy and um, just the dark, if I can be a light for just one person and for that one person to say, hey, there is a God and he is real and, and that one life be changed, then, then my life's not wasted and that's my legacy. That's what I want my legacy to be. I don't want to leave here and not have used everything that he gave me well, for his kingdom. You are a beautiful young lady with a beautiful spirit, with a beautiful gift and a talent. And not only will I be praying for you in your awesome destiny and for your child, but for the hundreds and hundreds of women who you will touch. Brandy, thank you for visiting with me today. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for having me. Well, I took a lot of notes during that conversation 
In the beginning, when she said that she did alcohol and drugs because then she never had to be alone with herself. Wow. You really have a lot of unworthiness and lack of self-esteem when you do not want to be alone with yourself. I was that way years ago. I had a friend called marijuana and uh, it kept me occupied. The other thing, she said that when she walked into church, she felt a presence she never felt before. God never created us to be alone. And that's why so many of, of us have a void in our life because the presence of God is not there. There's another thing I think a lot of us can relate to. She thought she had uh, a miscarriage because God was punishing her. God doesn't punish us for doing things. We reap what we sow. There's consequences to what we do, but God is holding his hand out to us all the time. And then she said something that I'll always remember. Nobody will pursue you like God. That is so true. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. Brandy's story is a story that needs to be shared. If you know someone that could be blessed by hearing Brandy's story, please share it with them. When I come back, my monologue, hold your head up. It is finished. My book, The Promoter. It took me three years and, well, my story, it is a wild story. I will share things that I have never shared with anyone from my childhood to my days as a promoter. I did anything to make a buck. I was hungry for attention and publicity. I really wasn't a good person. Sex, drugs, and money was driving me. But something happened on the road to become a millionaire. I ran into God. My story is written for you. As you read the book, God will speak to you through the pages, and your dreams will come alive and hope will be restored. Check out my book, The Promoter. It's available on my website, thepromoter.org, or online at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and iTunes. Well, my friends, my time is up, and I hope you were as blessed with Brandy's story as I was. And now I want to share with you what God has laid on my heart just for you. Hold your head up high. God is chasing you for your destiny. He is not there to punish you. He is there to carry you in his arms and show you a destiny that only you can have. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. God has freedom for you. God has peace for you. God has a destiny for you. God has everything that the world will never be able to offer you. So why not today declare today right now, I am a child of God. I have a plan. I have a destiny and I am going to keep the hell out of my life. God bless you, friends. I love you. God loves you. It's going to be okay. Hold your head up high. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. 
For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope.